Welcome to the Micro Niche Mastery Podcast, where we help you establish yourself in the perfect micro niche so you will get noticed and grow your business faster. And now your host, he has learned the hard way that relationships come first, business growth comes second. Zeev Raviv. Hello and welcome to the Micro Niche Mastery Podcast. I'm so excited to have here with me Chris Budget, the CEO and founder of Lifter LMS. I have such an amazing time using Lifter LMS in multiple micro niches businesses that make six figures that it was just obvious that I want to have Chris here on the show. He's quite a smart cookie. Have a great fun. Enjoy the interview. And hello to you, Chris. Hi, Chris. Hey, Ziv. It's great to be here. Well, I want to say thank you, Chris, for taking the time. I know you're a busy man. You help a lot of people with their online schools and businesses, but you actually started uh, as an instructor and a teacher yourself. Can you tell me a little bit about your story? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess my first micro niche as an online education guy was in a niche within organic gardening called permaculture. And I started partnering with experts to create the content. And basically that was my first course project. I started blogging about what I was doing and how I built the WordPress site to have an online business. And that was the beginning of what later became Lifter LMS. So I've always just been around niche marketing and niche markets. And clearly you have to go micro to like, I see the pattern. Micro niches win. No niche definitely doesn't win. And then like too broad is like really hard, near impossible. Well, why is it so hard these days for those people that choose a niche that is just too big? Well, the first... I mean, I, this is a question that I literally obsess over. <laughs> so, uh, But one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about lately is the word expert versus the word coach. Expert kind of implies like I'm an expert at something... But coach really is about the player and about helping this other person. And who, when you think about coaching, you literally have to choose who you're going to help. When you're just an expert, it's more inward focused. So I don't, it's just something I've been playing with in my mind lately that I think coaches like yourself are more successful just because you're coaches as opposed to just trying to monetize your expertise, if you will. I love it. And, and this is not the first time I hear you talk about how the focus of a business and of a course creator is about the transformation. Can you talk about that, please? Yeah. So the best courses, the most successful coaches, they help a client transform some aspect of themselves or their life or their situation. The course is really just a mechanism and the expertise or the content is really just part of that mechanism to deliver this result, ideally a transformational result that's, that has a lot of value to the person. But yeah, that's what it's all about. We get really wrapped up in our own internal talk with ourselves or our expertise. But that transformation is really, if that doesn't happen, we don't really have a business because people are not going to buy or refer or stay on a subscription if there's not this ongoing transformational value coming out of the training program. You meet a lot uh, your clients. You have uh, like uh, 
these meetings that you conduct. Dave, can you tell me a little bit about what's going on there and what's your goal with that? So I offer something called Office Hours Mastermind. I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah. And that's, I have a belief that whoever's closest to the customer wins. And all that is to say is that that's why there's a phone number on our website. That's why I do all these live webinars for sales so I can answer people's questions. That's why I support my customers in a group coaching mastermind call. If we don't get close to them, how can we ever understand them? And how can we also... We need to constantly challenge our assumptions because as experts in whatever it is, sometimes you're wrong or you're overvaluing a certain aspect or something. And I mean, I, that's one of the things I admire about you, Ziv. I see you get close to your customers and you're helping them navigate. And as the world changes, you change with them together. I like to say that I optimize for conversations more than conversions. I think investing in communication with people, whether you're in a pre-sales environment or you're supporting them as a customer, this is where a lot of the value is created. And it's not so hard to create great courses or other resources for your people when you have a direct line of communication with them. So you're, you have that feedback loop open. Uh, having feedback loop open is super important to creating a product that stands the test of time. Well, you actually stay close that way to your customers and you also help them on a very personal level within those calls, listening to their problems and trying to support them, but and also create relationships with other players in the ecosystem. Why is that important for you? Iron sharpens iron. So like I, I'm in, I'm kind of a mastermind junkie. Like I have all these like groups of like WordPress product companies I go hang out with. I have some other groups of like software, not necessarily WordPress specific entrepreneurs I hang out with. I have other like information product people I hang out with or affiliate marketers that I hang out with. I mean, even in, I've even taken my, my number one competition in WordPress, we've gone out to dinner together. So when you're in an industry, there's basically three relationships. There's the relationship with your market, there's a relationship with your industry. And then there's a relationship you have with yourself around like your, your own limiting beliefs or ability to goal set and create a vision and things like that. So if you're missing any one of those is not very healthy, or you're just under-optimized in my experience. So I'm always trying to work on all three of those. And also, of course, outside of that, like your family relationships and friendships and stuff like that. But in the business context, your market, your industry peers, and then yourself as an entrepreneur. You have a very interesting take on how to use YouTube like in a, like a minimal viable way of just going into YouTube and doing certain things that are needed for basically any online course creator, maybe even any uh, micro niche business. Can you tell us a little bit about that? YouTube is probably my favorite type of marketing or just video marketing in general. But I mean, I'm here because of YouTube. I started my first like online course was about how to build a WordPress website. And it was right around the... I was doing the gardening stuff. And then I started blog, doing stuff around WordPress. And I, I just recorded myself over the course of a weekend building a WordPress website from scratch, turned that into an online course on Udemy, 
but also put all the training for free on YouTube. And then all of a sudden my phone started ringing and clients wanting to hire me to build the website. So it was there that I learned to be very generous with my knowledge, just teach what you know. And then that reaction that some of the market, a small percentage of the market will be like, Hey, can I just hire you to do that? Or can I buy your thing? That's like more curated and better or whatever. But I'm a huge YouTube guy also because my products, it's not cheap, but it's not super expensive. So at the, like some softwares, sometimes I'm hanging out with these enterprise software people with these huge, like these customers paying tens of thousands of dollars a year and whatnot. But when you're working with a market that doesn't have huge budget or just needs to be efficient with their software budget, you got to automate stuff. So one of the things to do, YouTube is the best way to automate yourself. So just to give you an example, like right now, I'm in the process of just recording a bunch of FAQ videos that are just the sales FAQs that people off the questions people often ask before they buy. Just putting all those on YouTube just to kind of automate myself. But yeah, YouTube is huge. And, and the, the thing about YouTube is thinking full funnel. So you can create... I create stuff about WordPress, which is my industry. I create stuff around just course creators in general. And then as you get closer to the buying decision, there's different types of content for different parts of the funnel. And then what, what I'm a big believer in is full stack. So that means as much effort as we put into sales, we're going to put into support. So that's why I hired a customer success manager lately. And he's been creating a lot of more success or getting started content on YouTube. So it's huge, but it automates people. And uh, you talk about how there's different levels of awareness of our clients and how at the very least, like you, you can have a video for the different awareness levels. Do you mind uh, expanding about that? Yeah. So the buyer's journey like starts with unaware. To, and I'll explain what these are, but just to lay out the map, it's unaware, problem aware, solution aware, and then product aware, and then they buy. So unaware content, people hire... Let me back up and say people hire businesses to solve problems. In order to solve a problem, you have to be aware that you have a problem. But before you're aware that you have a problem, you might be in an unaware stage. So just to use like a really general example, I'll just make it up off the top of my head. If I'm trying to sell the software as an example of creating courses and membership sites, somebody who doesn't even aware that they need want to figure out a way to teach online, what might also be happening in their life? They could be in a job that they hate. They could feel like they're not fulfilling their potential. They could feel like they're not leaving a legacy. They're, maybe they're concerned about retirement. That's like unaware content that I can make. Problem aware is like, okay, well, I need to figure out how to turn all this passion and energy for my solution for this micro niche into educational product. Okay, now I'm kind of, I need to figure out how to do that. So I have a problem. So then I might go make some content about when you should use Teachable or maybe use a WordPress-based solution or what should you consider? What do all these different words mean like membership site or drip content or courses and so on? And then when we get down to the solution aware, why is Lifter the best? That's solution aware. Like I'm, I'm aware of the suite of solutions, but let's talk about Lifter specifically. 
So that's kind of like the full buyer's journey. And at any one point in time, I've heard statistics like maybe 5% of the market, your micro niche that you're talking to is actually ready to buy right now. That's why it's really important to have that full funnel. And a lot of the great stuff you do at Daily Cookie about keeping a, a market, adding value through email and stuff like that, because everybody's not ready to buy constantly all the time. And we forget that, especially as a business owner, because we're like, I need sales. I got to make money. And you know, people should just buy my stuff. It's so true. And a lot of, as a coach, I see this all the time where the marketing copy of so many businesses are only talking to the most aware level of awareness where uh, like basically uh, the, the business owner expects everyone to totally understand that they have a, a huge problem and that the best solution in the world is theirs. And all they need to do is kind of like talk about making a decision now. By expanding your horizons of your marketing and of your content on YouTube to a piece about the different solutions, right? To raise awareness to your specific solution through talking about all the options and a piece about making sure that you actually have a problem. You allow, and of course, a piece about why your solution is the best, like when they're already warm, like showing them inside of your solution how it looks like. Those pieces of content that, are like, uh, at the very least, either a compass of where to create content or have at least one for each or even a lead magnet for each, a PDF, an ebook or whatever. I want to ask you a question. What comes first? Uh, what should come first? Coaching or online courses in a business? Oh, wow. That's, that's a good one. I mean, if I could... People can do it different ways. I've seen both work. But if I was to advise somebody to get them to have the highest odds of success... I would do the coaching first. I would recommend that so that it basically what it does based on what we were talking about earlier is it gets that feedback loop open right away so that we're working with somebody directly instead of through a product. And we quickly find out maybe we have several clients. Not all of them are the same. Maybe they're all getting hung up on this one thing. Maybe I need to focus here. I would definitely recommend starting that way if you can. The problem with online business is that people try to scale and automate too early. And I understand why. Like You want to have an infinitely scalable passive income product or whatever. But the best products, you can almost taste it. Like A direct feedback loop is just part of the product. And maybe you can aspire to one day to step out of your business and have built like an incredible library of amazing stuff that you've co-created with your people. But uh, it's a co-creative act. So coaching first, if I had to pick. If you must do an online course first, I would do something called a mini course, which would be maybe around 10 lessons or something that may perhaps around the $200 price point that's not too ambitious. So that I see a lot of people go in to make some a course and then they get stuck months, if not years sometimes. So yeah, I love it because once you make it shorter, you will have a, a shorter uh, loop where you will see whether the course works or not in a speedy way. And I think that the main problem for creating this uh, blueprint course where it's like five modules with 50 lessons each and like just hours of, of a course is that you don't know if the course works and, yeah. and it, it takes sometimes a whole year for someone to go through it. And if they give you feedback and then you need to fix it, you're just going to you're going into a time frame of getting it right in three to four to five years, where 
if you are a bad coach, you will lose your business so fast, people <laughs> will not recommend you, right? If, you, if yeah. you're a good coach and you give people results in a matter of, of 12 weeks, then you learn so much from doing that and what to teach other people, basically. Yeah, and one quick thing I'm seeing really working for people these days is if you think about a course, each course solves like one problem. When you try to pack all your expertise into one course, it just becomes unmanageable. But if you have like a more of a collection of courses that are each one has a specific job to do, it becomes easier to create and also easier on the learner to pick the one that they need to take right now and also clearly understand what they get out of it and stay motivated because it has a specific goal. What's the best uh, strategy for Lifter LMS as a, as a SaaS a software as a service company to grow uh, marketing-wise to grow? Like what's our marketing strategy for yeah, growth? Wh- what's the number one thing that works for you? For me, it's content marketing, organic, not paid marketing. I would do... I've experimented with paid, but and I get all right results. If you have a really good micro niche, I might do more paid because it's easier to target. Like it's, I'll come back to that. But at the end of the day, I really see three growth strategies organic or inbound marketing, creating content, whether that's YouTube videos, podcasts, blog posts, outbound, where you're doing cold email, cold outreach. And then the third one is like, relationships. So like strategic partnerships and all that stuff. So I actually do a combination of all that. However, the organic of what I find with most businesses is everybody has a superpower. With us, the content is our our main driver of growth. And for me, I'm a big video guy. So I like to do video. Sometimes it's podcast content, like an interview. Sometimes it's a something about the software. Sometimes I'm just making content around a specific problem. But yeah, so organic marketing is that for us. And I mean, I just try to make as much of it as possible. And I keep investing in ways to make it better. Not so much from like a video quality standpoint. I do like that stuff and try to get it better over time. But more like, how can I make content that's the most useful? And one tip for micro niche people out there is just because you don't have a ton of views, if you're well positioned in the right market, it doesn't matter. Like I have plenty of videos that have like 100 views or 150 or 60 views, but I know the people that are watching that are who I want to see it. So if you see a YouTuber with big view counts and you're getting small views, it doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter. So. Yeah, especially on the, in the micro niches. Uh, like I've been able to be successful in micro niches that are 3,000 worldwide professionals, right? Or 6,000. In these type of situations, the view count doesn't matter at all because as long as those, the people that are watching it are the right people, then those are 100% people that will be interested in you and, and you'll raise their awareness of what you do. I have a question about your competitors. Why, why should people prefer having their, their, their LMS, their learning management system, their solution for managing their online courses and the lessons and, and the, the students and the, maybe the certificates, maybe the tests, the quizzes, maybe like just the entire thing. Why not choose a platform, like a one platform to rule them all, like Kajabi or, or a, a hybrid platform that has some of the solutions of what you need, like Thinkific or, or whatever, or Go High Level? Why? Why should they go 
to a WordPress website and put the Lifter LMS plugin on it? I think it's important for one, just from an ownership standpoint, to if you're going to create a business asset, to really have to own it and not have a um, like you're you're basically renting space on somebody else's server when you go with a hosted platform. But when you install WordPress and put it on your site, it's your website. You you have access to the files and everything. It's yours. You can take a copy of it and all this stuff. It's it's owned. The other thing is the WordPress ecosystem is very powerful. From uh, there's a lot of off the shelf tools you can use. There's a whole network of people that you can hire if you want somebody to do it for you or build custom functionality for you. So that's the power of having like 40% of the internet powered by WordPress and all the people that make products for the space, as opposed to one company with a, a team making a software. It's not to be underestimated the amount of options and sure power and creativity that is in WordPress. And then the, the final one that I see a lot of people choose WordPress for is the design to have like a unique brand. Like if you want cookie cutter, like every, like I can tell when I'm on a Teachable site. Teachable's great, I, but I can tell. I can tell when I'm on a Thinkific site. They all look the same. Maybe they swap out the colors of the logo, but that ability to kind of let you, adapt the website to your needs instead of you to it is like a big thing for people from a design perspective. And then from once you get inside and you choose WordPress, what makes us stand out is our level of support, our all-in-oneness. Doesn't mean we do everything under the sun, but most of what you need is in-house with Lifter. And we just have a great community. And because I've spent a lot of time and the team as well, like interacting with people, like we know what people want. So like, we're not just inventing what we want to invent. We're going with the market. <laughs> so those are some uh, things that make Lifter great. So I have been experimenting by myself uh, with our brands in, in WordPress with different platforms. And we've decided eventually to go with Lifter LMS as our leading platform and the one that we recommend to our coaching clients. But let me tell you why here on, on live on this show. First of all, I think the topic of the visibility of your course is actually crucial in these days when mobile is not just first, mobile is king and queen. And if you're not really friendly and looking great on there and all like loads fast and everything, then you're just losing a huge opportunity. And I've seen all these other builders that, that, just are not as customizable for mobile as basically WordPress is. So being native on WordPress uh, for even just that, that uh, reason is a huge bonus. Of course, it's super flexible to be on WordPress anyway. I've seen two main reasons that made me just want to, like each time that I need to make a pick, I will go back and pick Lifter Elements. The first one is, like you said, the support. And this is something that is super critical. People don't understand. It's way better to pay for expensive hosting and for good solutions. If you know that when you need them, they will be there and they will support you and do above and beyond of what they need. And that's how I perceive your team, Chris. Uh, because when I'm asking them a question, they will like find the CSS that works. They will like really hold my hand until this is done and fixed and relatively very, very fast too. 
The second reason why I choose Lifter LMS is that there are bugs sometimes in any piece of software. I've been seeing that personally. But the embarrassing bugs, the bugs that are really frustrating, like you can't make a, a lesson marked as complete or you can't move things around or something like that. I never experienced any of these bugs with Lifter. So quality plus support equals love. I love you. I love the fact that you came here to the show. And if someone want to check out Lifter LMS, Chris, what should they do? So they can just go to lifterlms.com. The core Lifter LMS plugin is actually completely free. So you just throw that up on your website and try it out. We also have on our, on our website, if you want a temporary website with all our technology and demo content installed, and you just kind of want to play around with it before you make a decision, we call that a 30-day demo. So Sweet. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Chris, thank you for being here and see you next week in Micro Niche Mastery Podcast. Thank you. This show was brought to you by dailycookie.co where you can finally feel supported. Daily email love, now delegatable. Visit dailycookie.co for a collection of free resources on how to use copywriting and daily emails to grow your micro niche business today.